Hello. We are so excited that you've decided to join us today via our podcast. There are other ways you can join. You can watch us live on Facebook and YouTube under Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries or on our website at www.mtdm.org. You can also join us in the sanctuary at 401 North Wright Street in Burgall, North Carolina. The zip code is 28425. If you'd like to give a donation, you can simply go to our website at mtdm.org and click on that donation button. God bless you. That's all right, isn't it? So we're going to get the program started. And I thank God for Miss Valerie Everett for asking me to emcee this program. It was truly an honor to come and emcee it in honor of my niece and her husband, And I just thank God for you, you and you, for coming out to help honor this apostle today and her husband on their, what anniversary, appreciation service? 22nd. Mm. About to catch me in age. (laughs) But God is good. God is good. All the time, God is good. And so we're going to start with First of all, my name is Woundaline Danelle Armstrong-Smith. I am married to Reverend Dr. William L. Smith, and it is an honor because he is her uncle to be here today. So we will have our welcome by Sister Julia Davis, our scripture by Sister Stacy Newkirk, and our prayer by Brother Elijah Walker. Good afternoon, everybody. Well, I said, I was talking to the Lord about doing this welcome because I was really nervous. And so I guess I done wrote this welcome about 999 times. (laughs) So here is my thousand time. And every time it's been different. But I just want to welcome you all here today to have fun with us, to celebrate with us as we celebrate Apostle and Brother James for their 22nd um, anniversary. Um, We know that 22 years of anything is not easy, but we just want to thank them and love on them for their love and dedication and sacrifice that they have made for all of us and the ministry. And in honor of them, we know that they are givers. So the event team wanted to do something special this year. And so they wanted to give away gifts um, in honor of them being givers. So everybody get your yellow tickets out, and I'm going to pull two numbers. You don't have one. Only the, only the guests have yellow tickets. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> if you're a member, oh, well, nah, just wait. <laughs> Okay, so the first number we have is, I'm going to just read the last three numbers, 859. Okay, one last time, 85, oh, yay! And the second one is going to be 863. <laughs> oh, yay! Here you go.
And so again, everybody is welcome. Welcome everyone. Um, unlike, um, I need my notes, so I can't um, just speak verbatim because I have a lot to say. Um, what I did was I just kind of did a summary of Proverbs 31. Um, my name is Stacy Newkirk, and um, and so um, I want to give honor to God, um, a past um, apostle Amanda. Um, and Brother James, family and friends, and the congregation. So I would uh, like to briefly share a summary of Proverbs 31 woman with you. So you might ask, what does the Proverbs um, 31 say about a woman? The scripture tells us that she is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. She speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. She is rare, valuable, trusted, willing, motivated, diligent, resourceful, wise, dedicated, and discerning. The Proverbs 31 woman is a woman being perfected into the image of God. Apostle Amanda, thank you for being an example of the Proverbs 31 woman. And I am reminded of the scripture, John 17, 7, 18, um, and it reads, he who speaks on his own does so to gain honor for himself, but he who speaks for the one who sent him as a man of truth and there's nothing false about him. So I would like to thank you, Apostle, for preaching the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Congratulations on your 22nd anniversary celebration of this ministry. Thank you. Good evening, everyone. My name is Elijah Walker. I'm the father of uh, Apostle Amanda Bryant. And I'm so happy to be here today. Looking at you all, you know it makes me feel good. And you know, it makes you feel good when you can look around and see people and pray with people. That's a very important thing. He told us to teach us to pray. He didn't tell us to teach us to preach, but prayer changes things. So at this hour, this moment, we're going to pray. Father in heaven, O oh merciful God, the maker and creator of everything that we see and don't see, we just want to thank you, Father. If we had 10,000 tongues, we couldn't thank you enough. You opened the waters for us, Lord, for us to cross. Father, you sit down kings and you set up kings. And Father, now you have been with us 22 years of this anniversary. And Father, surely we want to thank you. Thank you, Lord, that the one that gave us guidance kept us going didn't waver in faith. She held on to the vine, Father. Without the vine, the branch is no good. And Father, we just want to thank you that it's not us and it's not about us, Father. It's about you. And Father, I just say thank you. You know we all ought to pray. 
And Lord, I thank you that we are sincere. Thank you, God. Oh, Lord, we just reach back, Lord, and thank you how you brought us a long ways. 22 years for the anniversary of the church. And, Father, you said you wouldn't leave us nor forsake us. Now, Father, we see it. And, Father, we want to just say praise you, hallelujah, in the name of Jesus. We want to praise you, God. We can't praise no other, Father, because you deserve all the praise and the glory. Father, I ask this in your name, Jesus, I'll have the praise and the glory. Amen and amen. Now we will have the biography of Apostle Amanda and Brother James Bryant by Sister Tanisha Mitchell. Jennifer. Oh, were well, you wrote to? Okay. <laughs> My brother made me mess up. <laughs> Sister Jennifer Porter, followed by the praise dance. Now is it Sister Tanisha? Okay. Sister Tanisha Mitchell. Okay. Okay. Hello, everyone. What an honor. Where to begin? I'm going to begin at the beginning and just kind of briefly go through. So, Apostle and I worked together at the hospital and for several years. And you know how you work with people and you know them, but you don't really know them. You don't hang with them. They're just, you just see them there. And so that's kind of how it was. And um, one day she stopped by the office where I was, uh, I was working part-time at the time. And she started sharing with me about them meeting in the home and having Bible study. And what I loved about it, when I lived in Wilmington, I was very active in Wil Women's Aglow. And so when I moved up here, there was not a Women's Aglow that was active. And so I was interested. And... I think I went maybe one or two times, and then it was right before Christmas. And my husband decided that he didn't want to be married anymore. And I was crushed. And so I called her the very next day. And I'm telling you what, they have been so faithful. They took me in. I did not want to share that with my parents because I didn't want to ruin their Christmas. And so... Pastor James and Apostle just, I mean, they took me in like I was one of their own. And I felt like that they were my family. Because, um, especially all the walkers, they were, they're just like, my mother's family was the Grays. And what was really funny was growing up, um, her uncle Cecil Walker was one of, was one of my mother's neighbors. And, um, and they were good friends. And so I told her, I said, we see, we like to be, we like to be in Ken anyway. And, uh, but they were so faithful. And we just, we had such a good time in, in, um, in Bible study. And, but we, we were serving God and we were having a good time. And it was a safe place to be because if it had not been for them, I don't know where I would have ended up. You know, I could have been in a club somewhere and who knows. But God set her up real good. And even when she was ministering to me before, you know, uh, the calling of the men, you know, that we're really active in that, she would be ministering to me. And God, she, we'd just be having conversations. God was using her, and it was just like a bomb. It was just soothing. So, and she had no idea. And um, so we just, we, we just continued from there. But I knew that they were, they are real. They live it. They lived it before they ever went into the ministry. And they were just awesome people to be with. You wanted to be with them no matter what. So, but I knew that she heard God, and I trusted that. And so, you know, she laughed about us, but I said, but whatever, you know, if God told her we're going to do this, I had no doubt in my mind, so I didn't question it. It's like, what, you know, okay, God, if that's what you said, it's on you. And so they have just continued to grow, and we... Um, and when he kicked us out of the house, we, 
<laughs> we went to the library, and we were faithful in the library, and she had us, uh, she had me and Pastor James um, ministering the plan of salvation to the empty chairs. And uh, at first we kind of looked at each other, and then we got used to doing it. And then it just became natural. So when we got into the building where there were people, it wasn't a problem just to flow in it because we'd already been doing it. And so everything got, you know, just God led her every step for this ministry to grow. And, you know, it's just um, I didn't want to leave out of Walkertown because it was so intimate and it was so, God. I mean, God, we had some awesome times in there, you know. And, um, but she said, well, I'm leaving y'all up in here if you don't. <laughs> but the thing about when we, when we went to the other building and then when we came into this building, it seemed so big, but God has added people that we couldn't have chosen. You know, we couldn't have found the treasures that God's given us. And to me, I've always compared this uh, Miracle Temple as a, like a, a jewelry box, a big treasure chest. And everyone has different gifts. And just like you've got, you've got emeralds and you've got diamonds and sapphires and rubies and aquamarines and all these beautiful gems, they're all different. They all have beautiful qualities. And that's how it is with us. And nobody's alike. And how boring would it be if everybody looked alike and everybody had the same talents? It'd be a boring, I'd hate if everybody looked like me. I mean, but, <laughs> I feel sorry. But God is just that good that he has placed some awesome gems in this treasure chest of a house. And God has given us a foundation and teaching to stand on the word and to have confidence in him and the teachings just continue to build and build and build and build. And especially with the times that we're going through now and the times that we've been through, and, you know, just life in general, you're gonna, things are going to happen. But now, with, what the, with the teachings that we have gotten in here, that God has, has blessed us with through Apostle, man, we're standing on a big old rock, and it's a firm foundation. And, and we, just, we just continue to grow and we continue to um, see what God's going to do. And I just thank God that they have been so faithful and had such a passion for, it, for this. And I don't know how they've done it. I know it's God. I know it's God. So I said, I have the passion for singing, but I could never do what she does. <laughs> so I just thank God for both of them. And I consider, um, I've always considered them like, they were like second parents to me because Pastor James is just like my daddy. He was so humble, but he would help anybody and he can do so many things. And I have questions. I can call him and ask him, you know, daddy things and and, um, and she is just like my mom, but she tells it just like it is, and she don't sugarcoat. And that's what I grew up with, and that's what I like, you know. I don't, you know, I, I don't want to be coddled and, you know, tell me like I, I want to know. Don't let me go wrong. And she don't. She's going to tell you. Now, you might go wrong, but it's going to be on you. It ain't going to be on her. She's going to tell you. So <laughs> she's told me a few times, and I hit the wall, but, but God is so faithful, you know. They keep on, and they keep on, and they keep on. So I just thank God for today, and we had an awesome time last night. Oh, man, it was fun. So thank God for everyone here today, and just enjoy today and enjoy them, and, and we look forward to what God's going to do.
fails me All my days I've been held in your hand From the moment that I wake up Until I lay my head Oh, I will sing Of the goodness of God
Yes, yes. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. It's all right. He's been good to me. we will have the presentation of Proverbs 31, Woman and Man of God, by Brother James Davis and Sister Teresa Waddell. Thank you, Jesus. Good evening, everybody. I want to look at uh, Proverbs 31. And I know we always speak of the virtuous woman. Um, but I want to speak a little bit on her husband. Um, and it's not a whole lot in here. It says a, about the man, but... I'm going to see if I can pull a little bit out and compare it to Brother James up here. Um, I think it's an awesome thing to be compared with the Word of God. That's how we should all examine ourselves is by His Word. We should line up with the Word. And to be able to look at, in the Word and say, okay, I can line up with this Word, I think that's, that's real powerful. Um, so let's look at, um, I'm going to start at Proverbs 31. 10. It says, Who can find a virtuous woman? For her price is far above rubies. So, this tells me about Brother James is he was looking for a virtuous woman. To find something, you have to look for it. You have to seek it out. And a virtuous woman has the virtues of Christ and treasures are generally hidden. They're not out you know, you're not going to find them in the club. You're not going to find them in a bar. Yeah. You're going to find a, a, a virtuous woman at home. Um, and in Christ, being raised by a godly man and a godly woman of God. And so that says a lot about him. He's searching for that type of woman. Who can find? He, he searched her out. He looked for her. Um, and then it says... 
in 11, the heart of her husband does safely trust in her so that he should have no need of spoil. So he can safely trust in this woman because she only wants to do him good and not evil. And he trusts in her because she trusts in the Lord. And, you know, the Bible speaks and in Peter, it talks about the wives. It said, like wives, you wives be in subjection unto your own husbands. Um, and it says that if any obey not the word, they may be also won by the conversation of the wives. And, and you know, it talks about her, her adorning, let it not be the outward. A plate in the hair, wearing of gold, or putting on of apparel, but let it be the hidden man of the heart. And that which is not corruptible, which is in the sight of God of great price. And it talks about the, the women of old time. This is how they adorn themselves, the holy women. So he was searching for a holy woman. You know, it say women of old time. We see nowadays, you know, in the new times, the new age, women, it's all about the outer and not the inner. It's all about, you know, the jobs they can get, the different jobs to make themselves look a certain way on the outward. But then they neglect the inward. But a man of God is going to seek a woman after God's own heart. Like God said, I don't see as men see. Man look on the outward, but I look upon the heart. And I, I just think of her being in a little uh, place called Walker Town, you know, being raised up in, in not some big luxurious home or something, you know, just like Jesus was, just born in a little manger, but this treasure that was hidden, you know, sometimes God hides away a treasure and, and you have to seek it out. And, and so he, he was looking for a godly woman on the inside, on the heart, you know, and a woman that trusts in the Lord. So now because she trusts in the Lord, he can put all of his trust in her. That when she speaks something, he can say, well, if God said it, I believe it. You know, so that's that's what a man looks for. Uh, a godly man that's looking for a virtuous woman. He's looking at the inward, not just the outward. And it's a price that money can't buy. Just like a woman in Christ is bought with a price. She's bought with the precious blood of Christ. So you can't buy her. You know, she's priceless. And that's the type of woman that I see Brother, Brother James was seeking after. Um... It wasn't, it wasn't a worldly woman. And in Proverbs 31, it talks about 11 and 12. It says, the heart of her husband does safely trust in her so she'll have no need of spoil. That means he'll have no lack. Because he can trust her that whatever he gives her, she's going to rightly distribute it. She'll do him good and not evil at the, all the days of her life. So everything she, she wants to do for him is good. Nothing to harm him. So, I mean, that's a powerful place as a man of God to be where you can really trust your wife would never do you any harm. Any, any decision she makes is for your good. You know, that's a place where a lot of people can't say they are in their relationship, where you can really trust your wife, you know, where you don't even have to, to look, check behind her because you trust her. That's, that's what you call becoming one. And that's, that's one thing I did learn about them uh, when, I, when I came here was like the separation, how most people separate, you know, the husband and the wife. This is mine and that's yours. Like it's a oneness, you know. What's mine is, 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 is he says, what's his is hers, what's hers is his, you know. Just like Christ, our life is not our own. So we become in him, everything we have is his. So they, they represent oneness. And then in uh, 3123, um, it says, Her husband is known in the gates when he sitteth among the elders of the land. So the Bible says you're known by your fruit. And the fruit of the Spirit is love, is joy, is peace, is long-suffering, is goodness, is gentleness, is meekness, is faith temperance and I could truly say brother James possessed those fruits you know he's known by his fruit we, we, we 
can see him, you know, and, and see that fruits, all of those fruits manifesting in his life. I mean, he's a, he's a, a loving guy. He's, he's really meek. Um, he has self-control. I never seen him out of control. I never seen him drinking. I mean, he's just a, a man of the spirit. And, uh, so he's known, he's known by his fruit. You know, we as Christians tend to tell people who we are, but a fruit tree doesn't speak. It just bears fruit. You know, you can have people that are speaking. You're a Christian and you see no fruit, just like a fruit tree. It can say it's an orange tree all day, but if it's, if it's bearing apples, it's not an orange tree. So you can just look at a fruit tree and tell what it is and who it is. So I can say he truly bears the fruit of Christ. And he's known in the gates. And it says, when he sits among the elders of the land, that's the, the older people. That means he's a man of wisdom. He sits with people of wisdom. You know, and I think about the older people. It says he's known in the gates. Old people know you. I mean, they know you from a child to where you are now. And I, I think of, of his, like his, his father-in-law. You know, he's, a, he's older, he's wise, and he's watched his life. He can see him from when he was just courting his daughter to now. You know, and they're going to tell you like it is. So they can speak, and they know these people. They can speak on them of who they really are. And, and, and then he sits with those people who are wise, you know. Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, or stands in the way of sinners, or sits in the seats of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. In his law he does meditate day and night. And he should be as a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth this fruit in his season, whose leaf also shall not wither. And whatsoever he does shall prosper. And that's what I can say about him. He's planted. I don't see him moving here to and fro. He's planted. And his, his leaf doesn't wither. That means he's fruitful in all seasons. And whatsoever he touches, it prospers. And then let's look at 31, 20, 28. It says, her children arise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praiseth her. So this is a man that honors his wife. And he teaches his children to honor his wife. He teaches them by example, by giving honor. Like the Bible says in 1 Peter 3, 7, um, to dwell with them according to knowledge giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel, and being heirs together of the grace of life. And with the position she holds as an apostle, as a pastor, a lot of times you're going to be dishonored. You're not going to get the honor. So that's a tough task for her husband to make sure she's honored when nobody else may honor her. He has to make sure this woman feels special when nobody else may, you know. And he, he does that. And by him doing that, he teaches his children to follow that same example. It's to honor their mother and their father, that it'll be well with them. And I'm going to close with this. And I'll say to you, Brother James, because as I was ending this, the Lord said, and it's in Genesis 18:19. he says, I know you, and you will command your children and your household after, after him after yourself, to keep the way of the Lord and do justice and judgment, that the Lord may bring upon you that which he's spoken. Amen. Good afternoon. I'm here to speak on the virtuous woman. Um, Sister Stacy, I was like, Sister Stacy, what are you doing? <laughs> I didn't bring my Bible up with me because I didn't want to keep flipping, but I did copy this, type the scriptures up straight from King James. You can follow if you want. A virtuous woman. Who can find a virtuous woman? 
as Brother Manning was saying, just that first question of Proverbs makes us aware that a virtuous woman is a rare woman, and she has to be searched for. She's not just right there for you to go pick her out. She's not hanging in the places, as Brother Manny said, you know, she's rare, she's hidden. Um, so you have to search her out. Um, and a mother, just because a woman is a mother, just because a woman is a wife, just because a woman um, is a woman, doesn't make her a virtuous woman. A virtuous woman is a rare jewel. She's a woman of valor. Um, and it says, a virtuous woman is a rare jewel. Her worth exceeds far above that of rubies. She is a woman loved and trusted by her husband, a woman that rises early to prepare meals and nourishment for her family. She not only feeds them physical food, but mentally, emotionally, and spiritual food as well, giving them food and nourishment for their mind, body, and soul to carry them for many days. And with that, when I was reading that, I'm telling y'all, when I was reading this, I was in tears because it was just so good, and I was just listening to the Holy Spirit. So I had to put stuff down because I'd be off in right field. With that, I got Psalms 119.105. The word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So she rises early and stays up late in preparing and nourishment for her, her family as well as her sheep. A woman that is kind, compassionate, courageous, and bold. She is generous at heart to all, not afraid to give what is in her hands. A woman of value, there is no fear of lack. She's known, she knows her worth, and she gives to anyone that is in need, whether it be in merchandise, monetary, or the word of God, and discernment to know which is truly needed. With that, um, he gave me Acts 3 and 6. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, wise up and walk. A woman of wisdom, of knowledge and understanding, wise because she spends countless hours with God, for her, not spending time with God each day is like a fish out of its natural habitat gasping for air. She understands the value of time and uses it wisely. And with that, I got, um, everyone knows the story of Mary and Martha. But I'll just read verses, um, Luke 10, verses 41 through 42. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful, and Mary has chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. And when I'm reading this, as I was studying this, everything that I was getting, Apostle, is you to a T to me. At the feet of Jesus is where you'll find her a woman that is attentive to the voice of God and his commandments and moves with obedience to his voice. With that, Proverbs 31, 26, she opens her mouth with wisdom and in her tongue is the law of kindness. A woman of a humble spirit, yet unwavering when it comes to the matters of God, there is no compromising. She is not moved by her circumstances, but is moved by the spirit of God. A woman that is not afraid of the future or what is to come. Or what is to come or what may come. Luke 1, 38. And I could just hear as Mary, the mother of Jesus, when the angel came unto her and told her that she would bear a son, that she would um, carry Jesus. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. She is a woman that is clothed in, favor, in the favor of God. Everything that her hands touch is blessed. Her household calls her blessed. Her family calls her blessed. Her spiritual family calls her blessed. She is worthy to be honored because above all else, she is a woman that greatly fears God. Proverbs 9, 10. 
The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and knowledge of the holy is understanding. Proverbs 31, 30 through 31. Favor is deceitful, and beauty is vain. But a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her the fruit of her hands, and let her own works praise her at the gates. And a woman that knows her life is not her own, and it's not about her, but it's all about Jesus and serving him, and she lives it. Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Who can find a virtuous woman? Brother James did. Commend you both for living a life before these young men and women. You set a good example for them. So continue to lean on Christ and depend on him. Keep your hand in his hand. Don't you hold his hands because your hand might start slipping. But as long as he got your hand, he's gripping it tight. And he have anointed both of y'all for a reason. And that reason is shining on this day because everything that they have said have commended both of y'all represented both of y'all together so it was God's idea not your idea it was God's idea for y'all to be together it was God's idea when he created Adam it was God's idea when he put man in a deep sleep and took that rib and made woman it was God's idea not our idea everything that happened is God's idea it's not about I, it's about him. <laughs> so now, by now, it's time to eat. I'm pretty sure some of y'all stomachs might be growling, but mine is not because I was filled with food, spiritual food. So now it's time for the physical food. We will have the blessing by Brother Elijah Walker. I know we want to hear that. It's time to eat. <laughs> Just like the sister Spill said over there, the spiritual food come first. That's what we've got to have. But, Father, we thank you for this food that we're about to receive. Lord, sanctify and bless it, Lord. And thank you for the preparers of the food, Father. And, Lord God, every time we, look, we go to the meal barrel, there's something in it. And, Father, thank you for appetite to eat it. And, Father, bless those that have to give to those that don't have. Lord, I ask you this in your name, Jesus. Shall have the praise. Amen. The committee will direct you by tables. First, it will be Pastor James and Apostle. They will be served. Then their kids will follow. And then the first table right here will be served. And then the second table will follow. And then they will let you know which table to go next. Okay? And it's going to be about 10 minutes. The food will be ready. So we're going to get um, T and Glory to play us some praise music. All right?
that an inspiring message? Thanks for listening to the end. Join us every Tuesday for Bible study and every Sunday for service. We're looking forward to hearing from you as well. Feel free to reach out to us via the website at www.mtdm.org. God bless you and we'll see you next time.